that recognition as being the first African, the first Nigerian to produce hyper-realistic processes, it gives me that joy because I didn't think it's going to land here. How do you get into the prosthetic industry? I began the production of prosthesis when uh, a member of my family lost um, some fingers. How did you move from you know just being able to help your brother all the way to transforming this into a business? I tried solving that need for my brother. Over the years, we've been importing materials. Though we have these materials in Africa, but we don't have industries that mm. process and refine these materials. Did you think of maybe, you know, it reaching a stage where you'll be the one manufacturing these things rather than actually putting? It's a challenge. We are working on looking at partnering with other companies in Africa, especially companies who have Africa at mind first. African societies do not celebrate African creatives. That's a powerful statement. I love art and I've produced a lot of artworks as an artist and now as a prosthetic artist. Every good artwork has a philosophy behind it. We have companies who reach me from different parts of the world, from Germany, from Canada, from US. Some of them want to take me off Africa and I say no, I have to develop Africa first. Hey there, and thank you for joining us today. And today we have um, a very interesting guest. And our guest has been involved in uh, prosthetics. And for those of you like me who don't really have um, an in-depth understanding of what this is, I'm sure after this conversation, um, John Amanam, who is our guest today, will be able to take us through this and help us understand uh, what this is. So John, having said that, John, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you too. Um, so I actually went through your profile and what you're doing is something incredible and you only hear a few people who are able to do what you do, right? And, and so how do you get into this? Like, how do you get into the prosthetic industry? Okay. Um, first of all, I'm an artist. I studied fine and industrial arts. I, I'm a sculptor by specialization. I love art and I've produced a lot of artworks as an artist and now as a prosthetic artist. I love my work and I began the production of prosthesis when uh, a member of my family lost um, some fingers. So I decided to venture into the production of prosthesis as a, a process of solving that particular need just mm -hmm. for that at that time before over the years I now made it business. So that's what led me to the production of processes. And that's interesting because I can also see some artworks on your background. <laughs> and, and well, I'm really sorry about what happened with your brother. So you first start with actually the, the goal of being able to help your brother, right? Who lost his fingers, right? So how did this change into business? How did you move from, you know, just being able to help your brother all the way to transforming this into a business? When I got into the business, um, I, I didn't start like producing it as a business. I tried solving that need for my brother. When we tried to order for the product outside the continent and we had certain challenges, the skin tone wasn't, uh, it was, there was no match. Mm. And the process of ordering was tedious and um, the cost was very expensive. So well, we, I went through a lot trying to research when we couldn't, we weren't satisfied. I tried to research and I got the formula and I solved that need. And I thought that was all. I left, since I'm an artist and I'm a sculptor at that time, I had a work to do in some other states. 
I left it and I was walking when I started receiving calls, I started receiving messages. Someone had shared my work online and I, I was working. I didn't go online for a while. I got a series of calls from different countries, different, I was receiving calls and I was like, what's going on? What is really happening? How come? Who is saying, we need your service, we need, and I said, I need to look into this. I had to stop work and go back to my Facebook account, my Instagram account. I saw, oh, I saw over a thousand messages. Someone had shared it and I saw, I now look at it, oh, so really, I'm the only one doing this, you know? That's where I got the inspiration from and I saw it as an opportunity to help people and to also make it business. I got more serious from there and I started doing it, taking it as serious business. And from one stage, from registering the company, I started doing other things and it has led me this far to where I am now. Yes. Oh, oh, that's that's really interesting because actually most entrepreneurs out there, <clears throat> when they're actually working on their businesses, for them, they actually start working on, you know, like thinking about how am I going to make money, right? But for you, you actually yeah. solve the problem. And then later it's like, you know, you created value to people and then people started reaching out to you, which is something really interesting. And I think it's something that almost like all African entrepreneurs need to learn from. Um, you also spoke about a little bit about how it was hard for you to get uh, the materials that you needed, right? Because I don't think it's actually a huge industry in Africa. I think it's, it's, a, it's an industry that is actually growing right so after, after you were able to kind of like outsource the resources that you actually needed to you know work on what you're supposed to be doing i mean like how did you move forward from there i mean did you think of maybe you know it reaching a stage where you'll be the one manufacturing these things rather than actually importing them because i believe you know if you bought them they probably also increase cost to the customers and and the consumers yeah um it's a challenge although it's a challenge over the years we've been importing materials Though we have these materials in Africa, but we don't have industries that mm. process and refine these materials. So what we do is we buy materials from outside the, the country, import them, and we've gotten used to it over time. We are still importing as I speak, but we've been able to reach out to these companies. We've had understandings and mode of transactions and transfers, but that doesn't stop us from producing what we produce. We, we have to do it until someday, someday the industry would expand. I've also thought of producing it myself, but I don't think it's a short-term plan. It's going to be a very long-term plan because we really need to produce these materials as Africans. We, I, I, re, I reprocess what I import. We, we, we process what we import, the materials, and we make it what we have, but it's still imported like the materials for the production are imported. So we are looking at a future of these materials being produced, refined and distributed in Africa. Yes. That's, I think that's a really, I mean, huge goal over there. And I think if you achieve it, it's actually going to make uh, life simple for a lot of people there, right? People have actually lost their limbs due to, you know, different yeah. factors and they need such things so that they can able either for function or for, for appearances. I think I think you're doing a pretty good job. And I think I think your customers are actually definitely satisfied with the work you're doing because it's like 
you are giving them a, another chance of of being as how they were before what happened right and i think it's it's a pretty good job and so we have actually uh well for people who don't know what this industry is i mean we have seen uh, a lot of famous people such as uh, the the south african um runner right um oscar pistorius who was actually had uh, you know his limbs amputated but then later on he also get into the into the you know like the he got into running right into the sport right so it's like currently how far can we say that the technology has reached in 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 you know in the field of actually being able to restore like functions as how you know like you know what you can do with you know probably you know having moving fingers or moving hands that you know you can control with your brain or computer it's like how has this industry evolved in terms of that okay we currently we produce flesh covers like we produce flesh there are, there are companies who produce the frame we partner with some companies who produce the frame then we cover it with the flesh which, make, which makes it um, very realistic and um, we are looking at bionics there are also companies who have come up to me um, in different countries they want to partner with us like for the production of bionics they know how to produce they produce bionics we don't but we are going to partner they produce the bionics we cover it with the flesh it's very important. The functionality of prosthesis is very important. We may be able to solve um, the aesthetic value, which is what we produce, the hyper-realistic prosthesis. But yeah. on the other hand, it needs to also be functional. It needs also to be controllable. So what we produce is the flesh cover. Though for now, we also produce adjustable fingers. We have fingers who are adjustable, but manually. So we are working on looking at partnering with other companies in Africa, especially companies who have Africa at mind first mm -hmm. to produce uh, uh, these uh, products that are bionic and have functions. This will go a long way to add further value to what we do. And it's very, very important. Yes. Yeah, and I think I think it's a field that actually needs a lot of work still, but there are actually yeah, yeah. improvements, right? And given the fact that you guys are also working on research and development, because I think it plays a huge role when it comes to this specific industry, because like research every single time and you know, like kind of improve on what you've been working on, right? I mean, you know, companies following you, right, and reaching out to you and saying we'd like to work with you, like to cooperate with you, because we believe you're out there and you're creating real change and value to people. I mean, how does this make you feel? Because at first your goal was just helping your brother but now it's like you even have companies across africa reaching out to you and <laughs> want to partner with you and do something together yeah we have partner we have companies who reach me from different parts of the world from germany from canada from us we've had different countries from italy different countries they meet me and they want me some of them want to take me off africa and i say no we have to work with you but we have to remain in Africa because this is for the benefit of Africa. So you have a whole lot of engineers out there. You have a lot of people producing what you do for your color. Mm. We also need to have someone here too. We also need our representatives in, uh, in a good uh, scale to, to meet the needs of the African man or woman or child or girl, boy here in Africa. So it's, I feel happy that just from I could solve someone's need and from solving one need, I've been able to uh, have a global presence, have um, uh, to the, that recognition 
as being the first African, the first Nigerian to produce hyper-realistic processes. It gives me that joy because I didn't think it's going to land here. I just, I'm a, I'm a curious person. I'm a creative artist. I like adventure. So my adventure led to this and I'm happy. Most, I've, been able, I've reached out to so many, uh, so many companies have reached out to me and sometimes I'm surprised because I never thought it's going to be like this. But I'm not surprised anymore because we have to progress, we have to move, we have to proceed, we have to uh, improve on what we do. So finally, we, have, we still need to partner with most of these companies for the good of Africa and for humanity as well. I mean, well, you actually said something that, uh, um, I don't know, this got me when you said about, you know, some of these companies wanting you to go out there, you know, kind of working in, in these fields while you're out, outside the, the continent. And I think it's a problem that most entrepreneurs are facing or like the continent in general is facing, right? It's like, it's like if we have people who are doing great things, right? Most of these companies would want to snatch them out of Africa and take them to their country, right? And I think, I think, I think, you're the perfect person that I'm, I'm speaking to right now because I actually aim to look at people who are doing exceptional things in the continent. And, you know, like you are in the continent, you had an opportunity of going out, but you still chose to remain in the continent and do something that you really help your people. And I think I think that is something that is, is really strong. And I think it's, it's something that you should be proud of yourself. Yeah, as an African, uh, we, we have this challenge. People come up, we, uh, we have a lot of creative artists. I mean, I am Africans, sorry, in Africa, but the political circle, the society does not encourage people who have talent, who have uh, ideas, because the African society mostly um, is, does not celebrate people who are, who are very creative. So you see these people come up, the, the foreigners come out, they come, they discover your talent, they take you there and your loss, it, it, it's not bad. What they are doing is not bad, but it deprives Africa of the originals, the ones who would have been the great artists, the great scientists, the great doctors, the great... We have a lot of Africans out there who have lost the, the passion for Africa, who are serving in other foreign lands and being doing great work, but have no recognition here in Africa. So it's one of the things I'm guiding against. I don't want to be lost outside my continent. I'm, I'm African. I should be in Africa, helping Africa. I shouldn't be in somewhere. I don't know. So whatever challenge it is, whatever thing you want me to do, come to Africa. Yeah, Africa, we have to develop Africa first. I know you, you have the money. I may not have the dollar, the million billion dollars you, you think but first we have to fix africa what at what at all costs that is who i am and that's what i stand for well african societies do not celebrate african creatives that's a powerful statement so you mean being the first one to be in, in this industry in, in nigeria and in africa in general i mean do you get the support that you need probably from, from government and, and, you know, like other organizations in, in your country and probably in the continent to support you in what you're doing? Actually, I don't. I haven't got any. It's surprising. It's funny. But I've designed my, I've um, configured my mind not to look at anyone just keep pushing keep doing what i'm doing it's a skill it's a talent it's pain um generating money for my company so at this point in my life i i wouldn't say i don't need 
sponsors, I don't need partners, I don't need support, mm. but I've reached a stage I am I'm constant on improving. That's what that's my basic, my basic target to improve on what I do. All of the money will come. Whosoever wants to sponsor will come, but I have I've not had people come down like say, Oh, we love what you're doing. Take this. Oh, we would like to support. Most of them come to take. Some of them come to come and mm-hmm. know what I'm doing, you know. Yeah. It's the challenge we have in Africa here. Yeah. So that's basically what I experienced. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, now let's switch gears a little bit, right? And and talk a little bit about how you 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 acquired the skills that enabled you to do what you're doing right now, right? So I actually noticed that you're also um, involved in the visual effects industry, right? And you're also a sculptor, right? So how did you manage to merge these two things into the industry that you are right now, prosthetics? Okay, I'm an artist first of all. Then I'm a sculptor. Mm-hmm. I like what I do. I'm a passionate artist, a sculptor, my specialization. What's um, how I manage the fact that I'm a prosthetic artist now and a sculptor is it's all art. It's art, the art of creating, the art of um, modeling. So I find time for myself as a, as a sculptor and I, as well as the prosthetic side. So when I finish with my, I, I have a devote time to for my sculptural works. I could say have, I could have some months of break or a month of break just for sculpture. I like sculpture. I like, I'm, I'm really in love with my art. So on the other hand, I saw people's problems. Well, you could see the background. These are, this is my gallery. We have a lot of artworks here. So in order to keep that fire burning, I still look into my art in sculpture. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. okay. I actually saw uh, the 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 ones you know one of it like with the person. Uh, I think it's holding an arrow. Like what what does yeah. that one mean? <laughs> 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 that's an I think that's an African man. Mm-hmm. Okay, who is a strong man who tries to unify the society, not true war, but true symbols of peace. Mm-hmm. unity and diversity the work is um, it's, um, a, a three-dimensional work and if you go close to it you would see the true function of it mm-hmm. or the true features of it the man with an arrow yeah that's really interesting yeah. because you're not just making art you're actually making art that has meaning and trying to communicate yeah, all, all, all every good artwork has a philosophy behind it so that's a little of what I can explain for now about the sculpture you see behind me. Absolutely. I mean, well, do you have like a general philosophy when it comes to artworks or it's like every artwork has its own philosophy? Art is spiritual. That's my, um, for an artist to be successful, you have to have a understanding of spirituality. You have to have a spiritual consciousness. So every good artist should be spiritual. Life, art in general is spiritual. Yeah, that's my philosophy. When you're in secondary school or high school, right? I mean, if I was someone who went to the same school with you, would I ever imagine that one day you'll actually be doing what you're doing right now? <laughs> yeah, right from school, I was always an artist. My, my teacher, I remember when I was in secondary school and my secondary school teacher called me one day. I was always in the studio. I, was, I loved staying in the art studio. I loved art right from time. So she called me one and asked me, said, John, 
said, yes, ma'am. She said, what do you want to study? I said, I would love to study art, but my dad says he doesn't want me to study art. She now said, what did he say you should study? I said, architecture. She told me point blank then, said, art will haunt you. That was her word. She's late, she's late, but that word kept haunting me for a long time. I studied philosophy for two years, but I was depressed for two years. I, I wasn't myself until I had to start all over again, study arts as a, as a course again. So arts can haunt someone, it's a passion. When I say it's spiritual, it comes with an inspiration, it comes with messages you have to, you transform images from your mind to the physical. So if you refuse to accept that calling as an artist, it could haunt you, it could haunt you. Well, um, well I think, so, your father, I mean, is he proud of you right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is, he is. <laughs> My father is proud of me, you know. When I, about um, 2014, the first time I, I became famous, that was 2014, when I did a sculpture in my university titled Tomorrow. My dad, uh, when I switched from philosophy to finance, he wasn't happy because I was supposed mm -hmm. to graduate in the next two years or so. And then I told him I'm starting all over again. He was depressed, and I told him, "Don't worry, I'll take care of my 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 academic bills." And he, he never visited me for that time till I got through with school. And then one day he had I did a sculpture that is now very famous, titled "Tomorrow." So he came visiting for the first time, and I was at the sculpture explaining the work to a crowd of two hundred people. And then I looked up and. Lo, behold, my father was on top of somewhere looking at me. He was surprised. He folded his arms and he was watching me with the crowd explaining the sculpture. You know, he was so proud of me. And he came back and said, ah, you're a very stubborn person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you have to be stubborn if you're to become an entrepreneur and follow your yeah. passion because most of the yeah, time yeah. it's not something people, you know, agree with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, so, that's amazing. <laughs> With regards to uh, to visual effects, I mean, I I, I am um, a graphic designer and and a videographer, right, editor, and also an, an artist. I was an artist actually. I was I was being painting and stuff, but then later on I stopped. <laughs> so visual art, I mean, visual effect is actually uh, it's not a it's not a simple part of art. Yeah, and it's part of art, of course. What projects have you been doing in terms of you know the visual effects field? Okay, for now I think I've. We are trying to create a unit where um, we call it SFX, like special effects. Mm -hmm. We're creating a unit to handle that because a lot of people come out and say um, we could like would like Imodra cosmetic art to to uh, feature in a movie production and this, and we are already overwhelmed by uh, the influx of clients from all over the world who need our products. So we've not been able to pay maximum attention to that field, which is the special effects for movies. Mm, yeah. Currently, we are looking at resuming, trying to create the unit train people so they could look into that from next year. So we can have people assess us, we could work for movie firms and have a supply of uh, professionals who could handle um, effects in different kinds of movies. So it's, it's a plan we have already at the moment. 
And I think it's a good plan because actually most of the African movies are not well developed because you know we are missing the 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 people who can actually work in the visual effects field. So to ask you one last question, right? Because you're a busy man and you need to go up there and help people. One last question: What do you think is the future for prosthetics in the African continent? Yeah, what I think is um, prosthesis would grow would expand and to become more inclusive in the future of the field in Africa as we are not looking at just the realism. I'm looking at processes becoming fashion in the future. Processes is going to be a thing of class. When you put on a processes, someone knows ah, this must be a classic person, must be a, 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 a very um, exposed person because it's not just going to be Oh, you're, 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 an, you're an amputee. No, it's not going to be a, you're an amputee. It's going to be you are a classic person. Ah, I love your processes. Ah, you look good. Oh, you, you make processes of choice. You could choose blue processes, choose red processes. You make it, it, there will be a whole lot of variety. We are going to develop it. We are going to expand it. We are also going to add series of choices. So mm. it doesn't become a problem. It doesn't become a challenge of, it doesn't match my skin color. It's now what skin color, what skin tone do you wish to use? So and you've actually been doing a perfect work when it came to skin tone, you know, because now it looks yeah. more African. Yeah, yeah. John, that's, thank that's, you. Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate this. And I hope uh, we might probably have another interview sometime soon because I think this is a topic that actually you, you are creating change. It's a movement of change in the African continent. You are among the pioneers of that. So having said that, thank you very much. And I hope uh, people watching this will find it helpful and, and, and see what they can probably do in that field too because it's actually a growing field that needs more people to come in and, and you know put a hand in it and help it grow. Yeah, thank you too. I thank you very much it. and have, have a good day. You too. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.